welcome to Where's My Compass podcast. Um, if you are a frequent listener, thank you for following my weird endeavors. And if you're new to this, then I would start from the beginning. Um, there's some really good stories in our past episodes. This is the first episode that I am going it alone. So that's weird. Also, I just learned how to work my microphone and what all the buttons actually mean. That's only taken me several months to figure out. Ha 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 ha. I really hate instructions. I like, I'm a kinesthetic learner and I learned that about myself very early on. And I have to thank my teacher for that. I'm not even sure what grade that was. It's kind of blurry. I'm not sure if it was third grade or like overseas in like fourth or fifth. No, I was here in fourth grade. Fifth grade? Anyway, they make you, they like had us do a test and like you get to figure out like, it's like a personality test for kids and what kind of learner you are and learning of that about myself at such a young age really helped me as I got older. But I still have to like remind myself that I am a kinesthetic learner and sometimes reading instructions or even watching a video is not enough for me. Um, like I love to crochet. I can't follow the rhythm with, with patterns, like written patterns, no way. Um, I need somebody to physically show me. Like if my grandma never showed me when I was nine years old, I don't know. <laughs> I can still only make scarves, but hey, at least it's something, right? Uh, anyway, I hope you all are doing amazing. Uh, half of the world is on fire. It's summertime. Okay, not half of the world. Half of the units, no. There's just a lot of smoke fuming into half the United States. I'm sure there's a lot more wildfires that I'm not even aware of right now. So if anybody's on the East Coast or you are having to deal with a hot summer right now because it's El Nino this year, I am so sorry. Uh, the climate change is real. I am not a denier of what is happening to the world. Um, I have always been an advocate to trying to do what's right by the planet and do my best to be as eco-conscious as I can. Um, it's not always easy. You know, we, we still have a lot of trash and recycling is not that great in Alaska. And then it's like, well, why buy the things that you can't recycle, right? But also, I don't live in a climate where I can, like, grow everything and not have to buy everything like even this year our, our summer has been really really cold and um all of pretty much most of my starts have died like 75 percent of my starts have already died and they haven't even gone outside they were just in the window they refused to grow which makes me sad it always makes me sad when a plant dies Speaking of, I totally had like 10 plants die during the winter and I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder what I did wrong. 
Come to find out, you have a boy cat. And I did not know this because I never had... I had a boy cat when I was a teenager. That was my mom's. But he was outside a lot of the time and... He was like my best friend. <laughs> I put my baby voice on. My best friend. He was my best friend. <laughs> Except for when he like used to like attack my feet when I was sleeping. But um, I never had issues with him. So this was all very new to me. Anyway, so if you have a boy cat, they usually have urinary tract chaos. Um, they're super sensitive. They're not like girl cats at all. Like, the slightest change in rhythm in your house and it can, like, spark stress and cause, like, urinary infections. And there's several different kinds. It's not even just a UTI. Like, there's multiple different types of infections. So, my boy cat has been on and off with these and I didn't even know until the spring when he started to bleed blood and this was being chaotic he was being insane one day he just like was he peed in the basement he peed in the bathtub he peed in my plants like all right in front of me and I thought he was just being a dick on purpose because he wanted to go outside but it turns out he was really uncomfortable because he had an infection going on and so oh, these 10 plants that died this winter were because my cat was secretly peeing in them while he was having an infection. Because they come and go. Like, as long as I give him, he has to make sure, I have to make sure he drinks enough water and has well enough wet food. Um, and he's not allowed to be stressed out. Like, <laughs> he's not allowed to not be loved. He must have all the attention whenever he wants. It's a little ridiculous. I don't advise anybody to get a boy cat as your first pet. I just, I'm going to advise against that. Especially kids. Don't give that responsibility to yourself and to the children. Oh. So, I have multiple things I want to kind of touch base on. The first, I guess, let's get weird with it first. Um, I don't know if anybody's paid attention to the headlines. So, first it was in, like, the neutral news of a news station or news nation. I could be getting that wrong. My dyslexia really comes in hot sometimes. News nation. It was news nation. It came first. And then it trickled into The Guardian and then it trickled into uh, Vanity Fair, The Atlantic, ABC News, New York Madison, Madison Magazine um, about this ex-military, okay, he's a veteran, a military veteran in intelligence, and he's blowing the whistle about secret UFO retrieval program controlled by the U.S. government. Boom! So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you should look it up. Um, I feel like we're like living the 1950s all over again with the way the world is going on top of all this craziness with the UFOs. Um, 
Because I feel like it hasn't been in the headlines this much. Like, it comes and it goes, right? But it's coming in hot this week. Um, to, so I'm just going through one of these articles real quick. There is... So apparently they're hiding like several different... Uh, alien materials which are could be different um, wow my brain's not working I'm sorry guys please bear with me please don't turn the podcast off <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't want to work up there uh Spacecrafts, aircrafts, whatever you want to call them. They are of non-human origin. And rumor has it that there's also, they've retrieved bodies. So this article happens. It goes crazy all over the internet in the last couple days. And then we have erupting over social media and the news of this incident that happened May 1st um, in Las Vegas and it was um, caught on a police officer's body cam and it's like this bright green light that like crashes into earth from what it looks like from far away it like comes from the sky shoots down like it doesn't look like a meteoroid or a star or whatever and then apparently an hour later in the same area that multiple people saw this not just this police officer and his partner um an hour later a family calls and says that there is a spacecraft in their backyard i could be wrong i'm pretty sure that that's what they say and but you can hear it in the guy's voice like he is just like he sounds like he's in shock it almost sounds like he's making it up but i think he's just in pure shock and then he explains about these 8 to 10 foot beings being in their backyard and they're staring at them. And they have giant eyes and a giant mouth. And he's like, they're 8, 9, 10 feet tall. I don't know. They're just really big. And he's like, they're not human. I think they're alien. Even talking about it, I'm like, hooey. So, like, I mean, it sounds like a very stereotypical big-headed, tall alien, right? Like, it sounds like everything you've seen in movies and depicted in, like, uh, sketch pads and whatnot. Sketch pads. People's sketches. (laughs) I don't know. So, I guess pay attention. Because the government kept saying, like, we're not going to have contact within this lifetime or in this generation or whatever that guy said. Um, Space Force especially is like, oh, no, no way. (laughs) We're not going to be able to, like, experience that within this lifetime. Which I call baloney. And I was really disheartened when I heard that. I think it was last year when they announced that. (sighs) And uh, I don't know. I think they have been here honestly um i have had several occurrences throughout my lifetime and it's funny because like as i've gotten older and like 
been a parent, I haven't seen UFOs as much because I'm not looking up as much. I'm not out late at night looking up. I'm not in the middle of the woods camping all the time looking up. Like, there was a handful of uh, times that I saw, the, like, a UFO in the broad daylight. I saw a lot of UFOs in Oregon. It's a huge hot spot. I'm honestly surprised I haven't seen more in Alaska. But we have, like, several, like, airports and military bases. And sometimes you're just like, oh, it's probably just a medical helicopter or... It's military testing something. Like, you just, there's not as much room for your mind to explore the fact that it might be a UFO. I have seen UFOs up here. I think it's only been twice now. One time I was working super late. I used to work in the middle of the night um, at the radio station way back in, like, 20... 11 2010 2011 2011 I think yeah it was 2011 I would go be a cocktail waitress at the bar until closing which was like 2 3 o'clock and then I would have to zoom over to the radio station and be there until like 9 o'clock in the morning and announce the traffic and the weather and DJ basically throughout the night oh my gosh I like just thinking about it I'm like I could I would just die I would literally hate everything if I did that now I mean I hated it then too but I needed the money and it kind of kept me out of trouble a little bit kind of not really mostly kind of okay anyway I was like in between segments and I was like I stepped outside to smoke a cigarette because, yes, I used to smoke cigarettes, and that's gross, and you stink if you do, so don't do that, and, you know, they're cancer-causing, so that also kind of sucks, so please don't do that. It's really bad for your teeth, and with the medical system we have and the lack of dental care that people have, don't smoke cigarettes. So bad for your teeth. Anyway, moving on. Stepping outside for a cigarette. It was dark. I feel like it was like the beginning of fall because I don't remember there being snow, but I remember it being cold. And I'm pretty sure I rode my bike that night. But it was texting my friend Lindsay, who's been on the show a couple times. Um, I was looking up and I was like, that's weird. There's like these dots in the sky that are super bright. Because sometimes they are. They're just giant orbs that like aren't a helicopter. They aren't an aircraft. They move in weird ways and an aircraft can't move. Or they get brighter or darker or you know they zip across the sky horizontally like or up and down. Like they just don't move the same way that an airplane would. And there's like a whole bunch of them. And I just remember like having to go through those thoughts in my head. As I'm texting her, like, I think it's a UFO. And like back then I was smoked American spirits. So it took about 10 minutes to smoke a cigarette. So I'm standing there like trying to process 
okay, is it this? Is it that? Could it be that? Let's wait and see and what? let's watch it. And the only thing I could come up with was that it was a UFO or UFOs. And the same thing happened on New Year's Eve one night. And I think I've talked about this in the first episode with my daughter. Um, her dad and I were sitting outside uh, watching a house. <clears throat> house watching? House sitting? House sitting. That, those are the words. And you would think because there were so many red lights in the sky that like people put off red lantern, like put off like the paper lanterns on New Year's Eve. Like that would make sense. And that's what we thought that they were. But they were so far up. There's no way that anything would still be lit that high into the atmosphere. And it's just, it was a little bit more strange because it was New Year's Eve. So there's like a million things like, it could be this or it could be that. Like, UFOs are definitely really far down on the list. But I think it was the first time that uh, her dad saw UFOs. So that was kind of cool. I don't think very many people get to experience that. And I've seen like all shapes. I've seen the saucers. I've seen the triangles. I've seen the orbs. I haven't seen any like weird shapes. I've never seen an actual alien. But I did have a really bad nightmare when I was a teenager. We lived in this old townhouse. And it was just my mom and I. And I was asleep in my room. So it was a three-level townhouse. So I had a main level, an upstairs where our bedrooms were, and the bathroom. And the main level had the kitchen and the living room and the dining room. And then it had uh, kind of like a semi-finished basement. Like, that's where I put my computer and, like, that's where the laundry room was. Um, it was all cemented. So it wasn't, like, super gross. But it's pretty big for a townhouse. Um, built in 1920 or something. Or in the 1920s. So in my dream, I'm upstairs in my room. And in my dream, I'm walking downstairs from the main level to the basement. The stairs are wooden. Walking down these creaky wooden stairs. And at some point, there's these two aliens. And... They're, like, trying to kidnap me. They almost, like, from my recollection. Also, it's super weird that when you remember dreams. Like, there's so many dreams where I'm, like, how? How is it that I can remember my dreams, but, like, sometimes real life incidences I have no recollection of? Um. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I don't know if they meet me on the stairs or if I go all the way down to the stairs. But they, at some point, I'm facing them and I'm on the basement level. And there's two of them and the, I think they have weird guns, like space age guns. Like think, I don't know, men in black kind of thing. And their eyes are like, 
bug eyes. Like, they're giant. They're, like, almost as tall as me, but not. I don't, I don't remember them being taller than me. I remember them being kind of, like, at my level, if not a little shorter. And they were all black. Big black, like, fly eyes. Kind of like an, a teardrop head. And like something over their mouth. Don't remember the nose, but they were all black. With like lots of gear on, like protective gear. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. And... I don't remember this happening, but my body remembers it happening. They grabbed me, and this is not the first time this has happened in a dream. They grabbed me, and I'm trying to scream. First instinct is to, like, try and be as loud as possible for somebody to hear me so they can come get me and, like, get rid of these crazy aliens. Or, like, get me away from them, distract them, whatever needs to happen. And I can't yell. Like, I'm using my whole body, every last ounce I have in me, to scream. And I can't make a noise. They have some kind of control over me. And, like, are holding me down, ready to take me away. And then I believe around that instant, I wake up. And my nose is, like, bleeding profusely. Like, I wake up, like, oh, my God, I can talk. I can breathe. I'm here. That's not real. And my nose is just, like, dripping blood all over. I have to run to the bathroom and, like, try and get it sorted. But that one was kind of freaky. Because, like, that's... When you, when you, like, when people get abducted, they talk about, like, waking up with a bloody nose or waking up with weird scars. And I'm not saying that I got abducted, but it's a little weird. Or maybe it's just, like, the stress of the dream just caused me to, like, break a blood vessel in my nose while I was sleeping. Which is totally possible, right? I mean, anything under stress is possible. Oh, man. That's a crazy dream to remember. Do you guys ever have, like, weird dreams that you just, like, that pop up into your brain? That you don't think that you remembered before? Or, like, you didn't remember until then? Or, like, how your brain is triggered by old memories that are dreams? Have you ever had questionable dreams? Um, you can always reach out to me. Like, I would love to answer questions. Or, like, if you want me to read something on the air, that would be great. Um, you can always email me at bearsessentialslove at gmail.com, which is B-E-A-R-S, 
E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S-L-O-V-E at gmail.com. I'd be really interested to see, like, what other people experience. Because, like, my dreamscape is so intense. And it's always been really intense. My mental, my mind has always been my coping mechanism through all the trauma because if you can't escape it physically you're going to disassociate and escape it emotionally and mentally right so like in reading this Paris Hilton the memoir of Paris Hilton right now and she talks about when she was in CEDU um the boarding school and it's awful. It's just so awful. The stuff that they did to kids is just, it's wrong on so many levels. Um, I hope all of those people got karma because it's just, it's beyond cruel. But she talks about like, at one point she's laying on, this is a spoiler. She's laying on cement ground, and I think they call this room orbs. You basically get locked into this very cold room naked if you've been super bad. And she talks about there's like feces spread and pee and maybe blood, and there's just a tiny little window. There's no heat, no nothing. And she gets locked in there for 24 hours, I think. And she tries not to, like, sit down or be on the ground because it's so disgusting. But at one point, like, her body just gives in and she, like, curls up into a ball and, like, thinks she's about to die. But she gets into her imagination and sees color and, like, has this thought process of like miracles in the future or like things she, I don't think she could really explain where in a crisis your brain will do whatever it needs to to protect you and she, it maybe was like her own little mini heaven of all the things that she was going to do with her life and all the beautiful things she was going to see and all the beautiful things she was going to have and how beautiful the world can be. And I really resonated with that because growing up in a very toxic environment on multiple levels, um, trauma of religion, trauma of parents, trauma of childhood in general, you know, like you name it. I probably went through it and uh, a lot of the times you just you have to you know especially when you're alone you've got to use your imagination and you have to get in your head and you have to see the color and you have to see the beauty and basically have to trick your subconscious on a regular basis and it's a part of disassociating and I definitely see myself do it as an adult. 
I'm not here or there, and then I'm not getting anything done. It's like the anxiety on top of the ADHD really rains hard. But saying that, totally sidetracking. Um, I feel like it was never like an effort. Like it's not like I learned how to do that. My instinctual primal state gave me that. Whatever gave me that, I already had it. And with my dreams from the get-go, from the time I can remember dreaming, it's always been that way. I remember being a little kid and like treating my going to sleep like a computer. Like I would close my eyes and go through the options of what I want to dream about, like quote unquote dream about, like fall asleep watching in my brain. It was kittens a lot of the time, by the way. <laughs> really was obsessed with kittens, like all the time. I just love them so much. I mean, how do you not love a kitten? Um, which maybe is like a spectrum trait too, now that I think about it. I also definitely think, like, I've taken the tests, and every, every test I take online, it's always, like, it always points to very hard Asperger's. I feel like that, that's a whole other conversation, but I feel like the spectrum is getting bigger. I definitely think ADHD should just be on the spectrum instead of overlapping the spectrum. It just, like, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. <sighs> Um, anyway, James Gates. So, and then, so, also, like, as I've gotten older and, like, been more aware of myself and my body and everything around me and the spiritualness of the world and forming my own spirituality and detaching myself from everybody else's perceptions or ideas... Um, which even when I was being brought up in religion, I wasn't very religious because it didn't make sense to me. Religion never made any sense to me. Like, I just went to church for the snacks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Wow. But I always gathered all my change to give. I always wanted to give, even if it was to the church. Like, I always, like, I found all the pennies and the nickels in the apartment. Like, I would bring a whole sock full of change. Always wanted to do my part. So, it's not like I hated it. I just didn't understand or resonate with it at all. Also, growing up in, like, evangelical. I can't even say it. The very hardcore Christian community. <laughs> and then like being like. Um, baptized. Catholic. Or Russian Orthodox Catholic. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. <sighs> anyway back to dreams. Keep getting distracted with my own brain. 
I definitely feel like there's been times, and this is where like my my views of like having an interdimensional being of self really stands out. There's so many times that I have dreamt of another life that is mirrored to this one. It's just slightly different. And those dreams are so intense. I am talking in my sleep. I'm crying in my sleep. I'm sweating. I'm exhausted when I wake up. Because it's like I just went and had a whole other life experience while I was sleeping. Like, there's times where I've woken up and like, you know, certain muscles are sore because I was using them in the dream. And I'm like, how is that? What am I doing in my sleep that's making that shift? Am I having an outer body experience? Is my other self and I switching places while I'm sleeping? Because it is so real. Like it's not just a dream. It's not like a lifelike dream. Wherever I'm going when I sleep. It's like you can't tell that it's another reality. Unless you know what your reality is. Because I go to these places as myself. With my own subconscious. But I am my other self consciously. And sometimes that other self is such a bitch. Holy shit. And then sometimes that other self is just like way better than I am. Like it's not always the same version not always the same plane it's like so uh wait let's see what uh blah 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 blah, blah. who said that so there i mean there is multiple dimensions theory it's quantum theory uh multiverse uh, ooh, let's look up who invented or did it just come from our imagination originated by US physicist Hugh Everett in the late 1950s this envisions our universe as just one of the numerous parallel worlds that branch off from each other nanosecond by nanosecond without intersecting or communicating Whoa. He's a PH student from Princeton. That's crazy. History computer, the multiverse theory explained with examples. Whoa. Okay. Key points. The multiverse refers to the entire collection of parallel 
realities, unknown worlds, and different dimensions beyond the realm of human observation. Several researchers believe that the concept of the multiverse is impossible to prove. However, belief in it has lingered throughout history and even made its way to modern-day entertainment. Several theories exist, including the Many Worlds Theory, the Black Hole Multiverse Theory, and the M Theory. I have no idea what the M Theory is. Is that just multiverse theory? Well, I don't know. The multiverse theory, an exact definition. The multiverse theory is a scientific model that describes all existence as a collection of multiple universes that exist in parallel in higher dimensions or other regions of space beyond our own observable cosmos. How does multiverse theory work? One could arrive at a model of multi, multiple universes in a variety of ways. Either our own observable universe exists in a region of space or a bubble, which there are many or there could be parallel universes that exist on different timelines. Yes. There's also the possibility of higher dimensions where the any three-dimensional universes look like girls could exist an n-dimension matrix of universes. Is your mind blowing right now? Because... This is where it gets kind of crazy. It's like, this is, I think I talked about this on the last podcast, but I don't know if it got cut off or not. <laughs> so, like, think of our world as multiple timelines, right? Like, there's parallel universes within our world, and then there's multiple universes. There's multiple dimensions on top of the dimensions. Like, it never ends. Like, we are just mirrored constantly on a regular basis. But my question is, okay, so if you die in one timeline, do you die in all your timelines? Does dying in one timeline affect the other timelines? That's what I want to know. You know, like, when you know, there's, like, freak accidents, is that because you it was just normal in one timeline? Does it, like, vibrate through the universe? Like, uh, what is it? Qu quantum entanglement, right? Which is, like, a vibration of what you say or do that reverberates through the universe. So does that happen through multiple dimensions? Okay, the exact definition of quantum entanglement is a bizarre counterintuitive phenomenon that explains how two subatomic particles can be intimately linked to each other even if separated by billions of light years of space. Despite their vast separation, a change induced is one will affect the other. team of researchers possibly witnessed entanglement in the brain, perhaps indicating that some of our brain activity and maybe even consciousness operates on a quantum level. Okay, so like, is quantum entanglement happening when we are enlightened? These are, I have so many questions right now. <laughs> this is coming live to you via podcast. Quantum entanglement communication. 
Maybe that was not the right. It's talking about coding. Quantum entanglement thoughts. How thoughts turn to things according to quantum entanglement. Oh, snap. This is on medium.com, by the way. Other ones were on science websites. How do our thoughts and feelings affect our behaviors, perceptions, and daily reality? Why is it that people who radiate joy, peace, and compassion seem to also be the happiest? Boom! The science body connection through the lens of science. Okay, so let's break it down. Okay, bear with me. As far as the laws of mathematics refer to reality, they are not they are not certain. As far as they are certain, they do not refer to reality. Albert Einstein. Okay, forever entangled in the web of life. Do, do, do. If, okay. Meet quantum entanglement, the phenomenon that allows the particles that were once combined to instantaneously influence one another regardless of the distance between them. And for those of us who subscribe to the idea of the Big Bang Theory, not the TV show, guys, if everything in the universe was at one point a giant cloud of primordial elements, I'm sorry, I can't read out loud sometimes, then that means that literally everything in the world is forever connected through quantum entanglement. That would mean other dimensions and other timelines, right? Right? Yes, that means you and I, your loved ones, your enemies, your pets, every single tree, flower, object you ever laid, on, laid eyeballs on. That's not what it says. It just says eyes. Quantum entanglement proves that the interconnectedness and mutual independence of all organisms in the universe or universes it also reveals that nothing can be separated from anything else, including our thoughts about life, their energetic footprint. So before we move on to the next part, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Does that make sense to anybody? I mean, it makes sense to me. Oh, man, this even goes to quantum superposition. Particles can do two or a hundred or a million things at once. How do I do that? <laughs> how, how can I learn to quantum superposition myself? This means that particles can change from they in fact do so on a regular basis. Okay, well, I hope I blew your mind today. Because I always like to get reminded of these things. Oh, that was really bad. Sorry, guys. There was an echo. Echo! Oh, boy. Okay, so I got to go swoop my kiddo um, and take her to her rock climbing class.
thanks for tuning in to my first episode by myself. I hope you were not too bored. If you have any questions or you would like to be on the show, just email me at bearsessentialslove at gmail.com. Also, check out our Patreon, which is called Let's Get Metaphysical. <laughs> um, I just have a membership fee right now, and I will soon include tiers as soon as I understand them a little bit more. Um, we also have a small business called Bears Essentials Apothecary. Our website is www.bearsessentialsapothecaryandmetaphysical.com. We also have an Instagram, uh, bears underscore essentials underscore apothecary. Okay. I think that's all the advertising I can do for myself today. Whew, boy. Thank you for joining in. I love you guys. Please shine your light. Be kind to others. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Don't react. I don't know what the other part of that saying is. Just don't react first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't react. Think. Think. Don't react. Don't let your emotions control you. They don't control you. You control you. You strip everything from you. You are just a soul. Right? Souls don't have emotions. That is part of being a human. Or an alien. Because technically we are aliens. But then, aliens are just from a different timeline, right? <sighs> aliens are just us. From a different dimension. Okay, well, I'm just going to let you think about that for a minute. Because these are the things I think about all the time. <laughs> Welcome to my mind. Anyway, have a beautiful weekend. I know this is not when I normally post these, but... I've been working on the weekends and been having weird health things. So I'm trying to find balance. We're all trying to find balance, right? Okay. Anyway, shine on, heal on. I love you. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself and others. Bye, guys. <laughs>